And then Clayton <gasps> swoops in and is like, typical woman, am I right? If you could speak English, it wouldn't help. They're a freaking mystery, man. Hello, hello, hello. I can't believe it's our last animated April movie. I know. I feel like the month really flew by, mm-hmm. but we we got some bangers in there. Yeah, really good ones. Heavy hitters <laughs> like Tangled, yeah. Howl's Moving Castle. Turning Red. Yeah, a new favorite amongst um, everyone. Every I feel like every age – group can watch t- uh, Turning Red. Yeah, it's definitely. It's so universal. Mm-hmm. And then we're closing it out with one of the best, most classic Disney animated movies. Oh, yeah. We had to go with something from the Renaissance period. This actually kind of like closed out the Renaissance period before heading into a new era, I feel. But today we are doing the absolute banger of a film, 1999's. Tarzan. Oh, <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. And you show Phil me. Collins. <laughs> Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. Is that man still alive? Yep. Okay, great. Great. Good. <laughs> Phil Collins. If this if this isn't you listening, keep scrolling. We need to get this to Phil Collins. My man, you went so hard. They should have paid you triple. I don't even know. You should have been <laughs> immortalized in the disney studios yeah for your work for your contributions to society yeah because the music is unreal the drumming is unreal like he put everything he had into drumming on those trash cans yeah bang he did that for us for us <laughs> i did read that he was chosen to provide the music as a deliberate move away from the like show tune formula, yeah. he, brother nailed it. Yep, he nailed it. He said, "This is going to be a percussive soundtrack." Okay, yes, he did. <laughs> Let's just get right into it because we have much to discuss. Mo, mm-hmm. do you want to hit us with those numbers? I'm going to hit you with the numbers, baby. Budget: one hundred thirty million. Pretty large, right? Yeah. Yeah. Box office. <laughs> Four hundred forty-eight point two million, practically half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think one hundred thirty million should have just gone to Phil Collins. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to everyone else who worked on this movie, the people that yeah. developed the new technology for this animation. Yeah, Mini Driver, <laughs> Glenn Close, not really needed. You're working for exposure, but Phil yeah. Collins needs the payday. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Amazing return. I know that Disney was kind of looking for a big box office boom of a movie because obviously there right. was the huge success of Lion King and that was mm-hmm. major. And the films after that were like getting, you know, decent performance, but in the eyes of the studio still kind of underperformed. Like mm-hmm. Hercules, for example, was one of the the follow-up films. So then with Tarzan, they were like, okay, we need another like another hit so that's why they hired phil collins because they had elton john do circle of life and they saw how successful that was so they decided to go for another 
white British man uh, to <laughs> to do the music for um, a movie set in Africa. Naturally, they did um, say that, huh? Yeah, but you know, it was a huge success. People really loved it, and uh, the animators also did a lot of really cool stuff for this movie too. Yeah, I think the animation holds up. Like, it's mm-hmm. obviously um, from 1999. Like, it's just a different. It's not going to be as crisp, but yeah. it's gorgeous. It's yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of little tidbits about how they uh, figured out how to animate the movie. So Tarzan's body, when he's like sliding down the log, animators based this movement on fucking Tony Hawk. Yeah. On Tony Hawk with his skateboard. Tony Hawk was such an icon in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, skating culture was just popping off. But yeah, this totally makes sense. I love that they use Tony Hawk specifically. Yeah. I'm thinking of him just on all fours, like Tarzan style. <laughs> but it's pretty interesting that they were like, yeah, we're going to think outside the box here. Like, how can we make this as realistic as possible? Yeah, there's this really great um, behind-the-scenes video that I found on YouTube of them showing the various, like, like rough sketches and case drawings of how they wanted to animate Tarzan. And like, they did a lot of study of human, like muscular forms to, to figure that out. Cause they wanted that mm-hmm. all to be really defined. And um, yeah, the way that he moves, they modeled after like a lot of athletes, which I thought was super cool. And he does have a very distinct and different look than any other like Disney character that we have seen up to this yeah. point for sure. For sure. And even compared to Jane, mm-hmm. it looks so different. Yeah. They also developed like new tech for this movie. So they wanted to, you know, it keep his tree surfing in there. So they developed this 3D painting and rendering technique called Deep Canvas. And that is why we get to see these like long one shots of him surfing through all the trees. And if they had done just like traditional animation, they would have had to cut away. But because we have these long shots of him surfing through the trees, it almost feels like you're on a roller coaster, like you're following him through. Yes, yes, totally. I kept thinking when I was watching this, how amazing it would be if they made like a Tarzan ride at Disney World. Didn't they? try to have one? Oh, I don't know. I know that like there are images of the animals similar to like the the cruise, the the what's what's the cruise one called? The Jungle Cruise? Yeah, the Jungle Cruise, but I don't know. Did they try to do a Tarzan ride? I can't remember because I watched like the Imagineering documentary years ago and I feel like they had tried to do one, but they didn't end up doing it. And instead there's Tarzan's treehouse that you can go to in Disneyland, in like the oh, in Disneyland, it's, it's in, I think it's in both Disneyland and in Animal Kingdom, like in Disney World in Florida. But yeah, there's Tarzan's Treehouse that kids can just like climb up to, and it's kind of like a playground esque thing. It's not really Cute. a ride, um, but because I, I remember doing that as a kid. But I think that they might have removed it and they're replacing it with something else now. Mm. Okay, I'm reading. Oh, so they're instead. This is in 2022 says Disney has announced that the former Tarzan's treehouse will be called the Adventureland treehouse and to be inspired by the Swiss family Robinson movie. Boo. Why? That's so random. Yeah. 
No offense to Swiss Family Robinson, but I don't think that no, they're fuck as you, well Swiss known. Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> you heard me. Yeah. But in any case. Yeah, I think they should make a ride where they're sliding down a branch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it can be like a new thing where you're like standing on the roller coaster and you're like at the waist is where you're secured mm. or something. I don't know. Just spitballing here, but I think it would be a great – it's ripe for the picking. Yeah. Yeah. So, Disney, give us a call. We got ideas. Yes. We got a thing or two about a thing or two. <laughs> and they're like, it is impossible to have a standing roller coaster. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You've never done engineering a day in your goddamn life. No, I have not. <laughs> so. I'm like, you got me. Yeah. You got me. I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> yeah. Uh, The team also toured animal reserves in Kenya and visited mountain gorillas in Uganda and observed Bwindi's impenetrable forest. Um, So all of this provided like invaluable background information for the filmmakers, which I think is always fascinating when they go like whoever's making the film, like Mm -hmm. fucking James Cameron visiting the Titanic. (laughs) Right. Because it's always going to make it more realistic. And I've also just really – I've never been to a climate like that. Yeah. So I think it's good for people who've never been to Africa, probably will never go, like, who knows, to see, like, oh, it's, like, filled with vines. It's, like, all interconnected. Like, mm-hmm. this is what the jungle looks like. So I think that's very cool. Yeah, the scenery is super lush and mm-hmm. it definitely – Not to be, like, so annoying, but I'm like, it does feel like a character in the movie. Like, there is so much personality (laughs) in the surroundings. Um, So I really appreciated that attention to detail. Definitely. And our last little fun fact for you is just that this was the first Disney animated movie to open at number one in the U.S. box office Mm -hmm. and to win an Academy Award since Pocahontas in 1995. And it was the last one to win an Oscar until – Paperman in 2012. Yeah. Which was an animated short, like not a full movie. Yeah. Maybe if they had nominated Tangled, they would have won that too. But alas, mm. they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what uh, Pocahontas won the Academy Award for? Was it just Best Animated Movie? Or Maybe. Because like- this won an Academy Award for Best Original Song for You'll Be In My Heart. Like it wasn't even the main you know best like animated feature-length film it won for best original music okay okay gotcha yeah so it was alan menken and stephen schwartz but yes phil collins did win for good on him for you'll be in my heart i'm pretty sure yeah yeah well before we dive in we just want to remind you that out now on patreon is our huge supersized titanic episode If you want to check that out, head on over. And also, we can tell you that out next month on Patreon, we are doing Hairspray. Wow. Hairspray. Can't wait to talk all about how much I love James Marsden. (laughs) It's going to be great. So if you are interested in hearing us gush over Hairspray, head on over to Patreon. It's $5 a month and you get lots of cool perks. And with that being said, should we swing right into it let's freaking do it well 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 (laughs) it's that time of year before we dive in we have a big announcement it is officially 
the Star Dazzle Awards season. We have created and curated and really it took us a minute to narrow mm-hmm. everything down yeah. with the help of our amazing intern Kate. We have created this year's categories and nominees mm-hmm. for the annual Star Dazzle <laughs> Awards. Yes, if you're new here, if this is your first Star Dazzle, uh, at the end of every season, we take a look back at all the wonderful films we've covered. We've we laughed, we've cried, we've had good times, and uh, we want to give out some awards to um, some of the great art we've got to experience. Yes, and it's not just about the leading lady, the respectful king. It's also about, you know, the best friend groups, the lovable scoundrels, mm-hmm. the amazing movie um, soundtracks and singles, mm-hmm. and so many more categories. Yes, and you've heard all our opinions all year long, so now it's time to make your voice heard Open now are the polls to vote on the winners for each category. So if you would like to vote for the 2023 Star Dazzle Awards, you can head to the link in the show notes. It's also in the link in our bio on all social media. So be sure to go and fill out our Google form, peruse the nominees, maybe make a pool. I don't know. Should we make like a Star Dazzle (gasps) pool situation? Oh my god! Let us know if you're interested. Yeah, let us know. We want the Stardazzle Awards to be the biggest and brightest one yet. So Mm. please cast your vote and then tune in on May 17th for the 2023 Stardazzle Awards. Voting closes on May 10th, so be sure to get your vote in before the deadline. And without further ado, here's today's episode. So the opening of the film... What do we start out with? Drums. Immediately. There's actually like a full, I think it's like 30 seconds of just drums before anything that. else comes in. So you you know what you're getting into. You're getting hyped. And we, we go through the forest and then we see etched in the wood of a tree, Tarzan. Mm. Then we see a sinking ship on fire. What? And we see baby Tarzan being held by his mother as he's being lowered in a lifeboat to safety by his burly man of a father (laughs) (laughs) with his big old mustache. (laughs) So that man lowers that lifeboat, jumps Mm -hmm. into the water, joins them on the lifeboat, and we get an amazing song. Two worlds, one family. One family. Uh, They sail towards land. They wash up on the shore in the morning. And they spot a tree. And they say, that will be our new family home. So meanwhile, in the jungle, we also see another family. It is a Mm. family of gorillas. uh, Kala, Kerchak, and their little baby. We watch as somehow... Tarzan's dad and mom managed to build this incredibly intricate and well-designed treehouse. That they do. That they do. Somehow he has like a saw. They have these tools, I guess, that they were just supposed to be in the lifeboat. But alas, they make this insane treehouse. 
And we see at night, the little baby gorilla is chasing after a frog when we see Mm. a leopard named Sabor who lunges after the baby and tries to attack him. So Kala Uh. and Kerchak try to go and save their child, but incredibly dark already, it's too late and their baby gets killed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in real life, leopards are a predator for gorillas. So Mm. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, I read that on IMDb. They're an apex predator. Yeah, there you go. Watch us like... Everything on IMDb that we've ever read is like absolutely incorrect. <laughs> yeah. <That'd be> embarrassing. <laughs> so the next scene happening back to back, Kala hears the sound of a crying human child. Like, I don't know if she knows that it's a human child. It's just like she hears the cries and she, mm-hmm. and she follows it and she ends up at the treehouse. She opens the door And the place is a freaking mess. Like there's knocked over furniture. Um, There's a rifle with empty bullet casings. And she sees bloody Sabor footprints and unfortunately the bodies of Tarzan's parents. It's wild to me that we see their bodies. For sure. In a G-rated movie. Like we talked about how – For sure. And the bloody footprints too leading to – the deceased. Yeah. Incredibly dark. We talked in the Tangled episode about how that was the first Disney movie, I don't know if of all time, but one of the, at least of the princess movies that was PG because you see Flynn bleeding. Mm-hmm. But I'm shocked that they can show dead bodies and bloody right. footprints in a G-rated movie. Like that is wild to me. Yeah. And th- We'll talk later about some other images, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it is pretty crazy to see. I didn't think that they would show the bodies. I thought they would just be like Kala, Imply. like being taken aback. Yeah. Yeah. But Kala, you know, spots this and she backs away and she steps on a broken picture frame of the parents and their child. And she hears the cries coming from the corner and finds Tarzan's crib knocked over under a blanket. We spot the little baby Tarzan and they look at each other curiously. They've never seen anything like one another. And Kala goes to sniff him. Man's is full of poop in the diaper. (laughs) Yep. And Tarzan like sneezes and laughs and like he, he holds out his arms to be held. And I found this so endearing. Yeah. Kala like examines him, picks him up by his feet And then Tarzan holds her fingers and the two of them connect. They just like click and he goes to like cuddle her and sleep, sleep in her arms. And as Kala is cuddling Tarzan, we see Sabor's tail fall from the ceiling. This gave me chills too. Like, yeah, I was so scared of Sabor when I was a kid. Really? Oh yeah. It like freaked me out so much. And then seeing him as as an adult too, I felt like a kid again watching this. I'm like, (laughs) Oh my God, get away from him. He's so scary. He is pretty freaking evil. Like he looks scary. And yeah, his tail falls down. He starts stalking Kala. Like he's like, now, you know, I'm here. What's my next snack going to be? And Sabor goes after Kala. So they end up jumping out the window to like a lower balcony. 
apparently they really did they went heavy on the construction here <laughs> so <laughs> they had a lot of rope apparently yeah apparently a lot of like amazingly cut wooden planks yeah too. sure so sabor goes after tarzan as he rolls down uh the netting right below kala like he has fallen out of her hands and onto this netting. And then she reaches through the cracks to try to grab him like as soon as possible, but he doesn't fit. Like she has him by the diaper and can't get him (laughs) like back up. So she slides him between the planks to the edge and brings him to safety just as Sabor breaks through the wood and back onto the deck and Kala, like, jumps into the lifeboat that they've now transformed into a hanging, like, pulley system An to get from the treehouse. of sorts. Yeah. I have to know what Tarzan's parents did. Like, were they – I feel like they were explorers. Like, were they construction workers and carpenters right. in their free time? Right. It is wild. Survivalists, if yeah. you will. I'm like, wow, Tarzan's dad, a man who knows how to build something with his bare hands. Damn, that really struck a chord with you, <laughs> Tarzan's father. Yeah. Well, because I was, I was thinking this about Tarzan, too, because when I was a kid, like, I never had a crush on Tarzan or anything. Like, yeah. just didn't really cross my mind. But watching it now that I'm an adult woman, mm-hmm. I'm like... I see it. I see the vision. He's pretty handsome. Yeah. He's pretty handsome. And when I look at him, I also look at, I'm thinking of a young um, Tarzan, live action Tarzan. Oh, Alexander Skarsgård? No. I'm thinking of George of the Jungle. Oh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. I think of him and I'm like, wow. Wowie. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny though that he, you didn't have a, like my first crush was Peter Pan. Like the like the live action Peter Pan or the animated no, Peter the Pan? animated. And mm. that should have told me that I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little androgynous. Yeah. A little I'm like, who's that little thing? Like Who's that little waif? What are your pronouns? <laughs> um uh, yeah, because I don't really like like super <laughs> Yeah, because I don't really like traditionally super burly masculine men i don't really like muscles it's just not it doesn't really appeal to me but i think because tarzan especially he is obviously extremely muscular Mm -hmm. but he's still quite like slender right so it doesn't come off as like scary and intimidating to me and because he also is so kind and he's a gentle and gentle gentle i'm like low-key is tarzan gonna be nominated for respectful king i don't know we'll have to wait and see but I was really drawn to Tarzan in a way that I hadn't before. Yeah. And I found myself also like drawn to those more like traditionally masculine expected qualities. Like, oh my God, he's a protector, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I need to sit and think about this for a minute. (laughs) I need to unpack what's going on in my head. That's so funny. I feel like we, just our friend group has a split between Mm -hmm. like more skinny guys. Like just like kind of like lanky mm-hmm. and big yeah. buff like men <laughs> meat on their bones but yeah i'm thinking of like christian yeah and and bleep bleep yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah and then i'm dating a skinny gamer boy so you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, 
Yes. Fuck. I, I didn't yes, finish this, did to, I? Back to okay. the matter at hand. They're in the, the elevator pulley system They're thing. They're in the pulley system. And it brings her and Tarzan down to safety. And Sabor gets, like, tangled in the ropes at top. And Kala growls at Sabor before bringing Tarzan back to their troop to safety. Let us not forget Sabor also killed her child, too. Right. Sabor's on a killing streak. Yeah. A danger to society. And it seems like it's for sport. He's not eating the bodies. Right. That's what I was just about to say. It's. I assume that he probably ate Kala's baby. Yeah. But he did not eat Tarzan's parents. No. Unless like he, he just, just ate their faces. Because okay, that's the well, only we thing we don't see. But I don't think so. I think think they're just implying that he kills for sport, which is fucked up. It is pretty crazy. Yeah. So Kala goes back to the gorilla troop. In case you're wondering, I did Google it. That is what a group of gorillas are called, is a troop. So she shows them this baby and they're like, uh, what the hell is that? And we get our first appearance. (laughs) What the hell even is that? We get our first appearance of Turk, who is a girl, in case you were confused as a child. Turk is voiced by Rosie O'Donnell. She's supposed to be, like, you know, a tomboy gal. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that thing's freaky looking. But Turk and Tarzan do instantly become besties. We see them playing around. And Kala explains to everybody that she's going to be his mother now. Yeah, she said, this is mine now. That's mine. And I'm going to stick by it. Kerchak then comes over and he's kind of like the leader of the troop as well. He's like head gorilla mm-hmm. and he sniffs Tarzan and just shakes his head. And Kala explains that she saved him from Sabor and Kerchak, oh my God, devastating. He says that he won't replace the baby that they lost. Yeah. And she says, I know, but he needs me. And Kerchak says he's not their kind. She needs to take him back. And Kala protests because, like, what is she taking him back to? Yeah. But Kerchak says, well, then, if the jungle wants him, then dot, 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 which is incredibly dark. This is the young, defenseless baby. And Kala says that she wants him. Kerchak says that he can't let her put their family in danger. But she asks if he looks dangerous to him. But Kerchak just, like, growls and, like, beats his chest at her. Mm -hmm. So they have this stare down. And eventually he kind of gives in and asks if the child was alone. And she says, yes, his family was killed. And Kerchak says, okay, he can stay. But that doesn't make him my son. And I feel like the trauma that Kerchak has had to be subject to explains everything about the way that he is and while it's unfair that a lot of it comes out at tarzan i feel like he should be given a little more grace because he was the leader and protector of this troop and he wasn't able to save his child from being killed and that would do a number on anyone absolutely Yeah. Also, his role as the protector Mm -hmm. of the entire troop, I'm sure that's like weighing on him. Yeah. We don't know really if he's ever encountered other humans. Mm -hmm. Like we don't know if there's been people who have been exploring and they've seen or anything. Um, So I can only imagine that too might be like triggering for a flight or 
fight or flight mode. Um, if he sees another like human, why would he want them to get close to their troop? Mm-hmm. But that night, Kala there with Tarzan. She tries to put him on her back like all the other mother gorillas are, are doing, but he just slips right off. He's a little baby. He's just a He's slippery, slippery little porpoise. He doesn't have hair. <laughs> so she cradles him and starts singing, you'll be in my oh heart. Oh my god. I'm gonna cry like so much during this recording. I can feel it <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's just a beautiful like Mm-hmm. The way that he sings it too, it's like passionate. Yeah. Like You'll Be In My Heart isn't just like, hey, we're having a ballad moment. It's a power mm-hmm. ballad. Yeah. But yeah, she cradles him and sings. And then she climbs up to a tree and creates a nest for them as she holds him in the air. All these butterflies oh, fly around him. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the two of them cuddle up. And we also see like all the other... Gorillas and their babies in the troop mm. settle in for sleep. Oh, I also love that that shot of like the butterfly landing on his face and like the the dots on it going exactly where his eyes are as it mm. opens its wings. It's such a cute little shot. So in the morning, we see the beautiful flowers are blooming. Kala wakes up in her nest, but she's alone. Tarzan is nowhere to be found. So she's freaking out looking for him. And we see he's actually hanging by some vines. He's a little kid now. We have a time jump. Whoa. Oh, my God. So he hangs on the vines and makes like an elephant noise to scare her. We can see he's a little scamp now. Kala is like, oh, can you imitate any quieter animals? And he's like, well, that's no fun. So Mm -hmm. she then suggests that he find his own sound to make then. So he runs off like through the troop, making you know his first ever oh sound. Yeah, uh, got the origin story for that one. I love that little tidbit. <laughs> I love that yeah. they put in the origin story. Mm-hmm. And we see all the other little kid gorillas imitating him, but Tarzan ends up as he's you know being rambunctious right at Kerchak's feet. And Kerchak is not exactly abused. So that's when Turk comes up to kind of save him and is like, oh, hey, Tar- like we've been looking everywhere for you, Tarzan. Thanks, Kerchak, for finding him. Gotta go by. So they run away, and Turk reminds Tarzan that if he wants Kerchak to like him, then he needs to stay away from him. <laughs> So we then see some of the other kid gorillas come over and they're like, hey, Turk, step on it. Let's go. Last one, there's a dung beetle. And Tarzan asks if he can come with, you know, hang with the pals. And Turk is like, oh, man, you know, I would love that, but I don't I don't think you can keep up. I'm sorry. I guess you got to stay behind. Peace out. So Turk I was leaves. like, Turk, that's mean. I know. Turk is not very nice to Tarzan. In the beginning. like In the beginning, yeah. She comes around for sure, but Tarzan is just left feeling alone and sad. Um, so we cut to this, like, other area. It's, like, near a waterfall. These gorillas are playing around. One is making the other one hit himself. And then Turk arrives, and she's like, I had a pest control problem. Don't worry. Got <laughs> rid of it. And immediately Tarzan just, like, 
tumbles out of some bushes and he tells the gorillas that Turk said he could come if he could keep up. Mm. So Turk takes Tarzan aside and tells him that she would really love to hang out with him. But, you know, the guys need some convincing. And Tarzan's like, okay, sure. Like, what do I have to do? And Turk just like right out of her ass is like, um, you need to get the hair of an elephant. Sure. I think she was like picking on her on her fur and yeah. plucks out a hair and she's like, ah, yes. yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned it, but young Tarzan is voiced by oh, Disney royalty, the king himself, Alex D. Linz, who you may recognize from Full Court Miracle or How Max Keeble's Worms. Big oh, wait, move. that's not him. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's Max Keeble's big move. <laughs> I don't even know what How to Eat Fried Worms is. What is that? Um, uh, Well, it's based off a book, but let me see what the guy is. I've never heard of this. It, I don't know. For me, it was like – I formative is a strong word, but it was <laughs> definitely a movie that I remember. I think I had it on DVD. Luke Benward. That's the guy. I can see why you would confuse them, though. They do look kind of similar. similar. Also, Haley Eisenberg is in this movie. Yeah, Eisenberg. As in as fucking in Jesse? Jesse Eisenberg's sister. Oh my god. And she was the Pepsi girl. I don't know if you've ever saw seen those commercials as a kid. Oh yeah, with the dimples. Yeah. Yeah. She's I never knew she was Jesse Eisenberg's sister. That's crazy. I didn't either until quite recently. But yeah, when I was a kid, people would always tell me that I looked like her. Mm, yeah, because your dimples. Yeah. Cute. So we then cut to the water down below where these giant elephants are like fighting with their tusks. Yeah. It's dangerous. They're having a whole wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Tarzan is a wee bit scared and Turk is like, you know what? This is so stupid. You should just go home. You know, I'm, I'm going to leave soon myself. I'll, I'll be right behind you. Mm-hmm. So she thinks she got rid of Tarzan as he kind of retreats back. But then we see Tarzan's just getting a running start to jump down into the the water below. He sinks underwater for a bit, and they think that Loki he died, but he does swim to the surface, and they're like, "You crazy son of a bitch! Gosh darn it!" <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we see a little kid elephant named. Tantor, oh my god, the cute I don't know who they got to do the voice of kid Tantor, but adorable. Adorable. Incredible. Incredible VA work. So Tantor is reluctant to get into the water because he's worried about the bacteria, but his mom is like, it's fine, sweetie, just get in. Adults are talking. So Oh my gosh. (laughs) Do you want me to tell you who Tantor is played by? Yes. Wayne Knight. Oh my god, of course. Of course. Does he voice the young one too? There's also Jim Cummings. He's billed as Tantor. He looks older though. Taylor Dempsey, apparently. Hmm. Taylor, you did amazing. amazing. Shout out to you. Bro, Lily Collins was a baby ape in this movie. Yeah, well, her dad, Phil Collins. So... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Name one person who's acting today under 30 and who isn't a Nepo baby. Impossible. Um, even the guy, we discovered this when we were looking up fun facts for the movie, but the guy who voices adult Tarzan, his 
grandfather is Samuel Goldwyn. Goldwyn of, as in the G in MGM. Bro. Crazy town. Anyways, so Tarzan, meanwhile, is swimming over to the elephants and Tantor, like, notices something swimming underwater. So he starts freaking out, thinking it's a piranha swimming towards his parents. But his mom simply has no time for her child. She's like... I'm sure this is an everyday situation for him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Probably. But she's like, it's not a piranha. Adults are talking, sweetie. And she's like, there aren't any piranhas in Africa. And then the adults start talking about where piranhas live. And one of them says they're actually like native to South America. And I looked it up and that is true. And then I fell into a whole rabbit hole of looking up piranhas and like the origin of their name and how many people they've killed. They're actually not as fatal as people think. They don't actually kill very many people at all. They do bite people for sure, but they're most likely to bite your hands and your feet and splashing does attract them. So if you are in an area that is known to have piranhas, maybe don't splash about, but the whole idea of them like swarming a person and then there's vicious splashing and then they eat all of your flesh. That's not, not the case. So if you have any piranha fears, you can set them to rest a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I love how they depict the elephants as these like hyper intellectuals. Yeah. Well, elephants are very smart. They're very, very smart um, animals and they also have incredible memory. Mm -hmm. So, Tantor is trying to warn his family about the piranhas. Meanwhile, Tarzan is jumping out of the water, trying to pull um, an elephant hair off of one of their tails. And Tantor is like, he's right behind you. But nobody believes him until finally Tan- uh, Tarzan grabs hold of one of the elephant's tails and he starts freaking out. And the elephants start trampling all over the place. And they think that Tarzan is a piranha. And basically they end up creating a stampede through the gorillas territory so not great all of the gorillas are like running they're trying to get out of the way and we see a baby gorilla get like kind of trapped in their path and kerchak has to like swoop in and save the baby gorilla meanwhile turk drags tarzan out of the water luckily tarzan is not injured but turk is pissed and is like you scared me And we see that Tarzan did end up getting the hair as promised. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. once again, they're like, we can't believe it, you crazy son of a bitch. You did it. So (laughs) I love your Rosie O'Donnell impression. That's that's I wish I could do like an actual Rosie O'Donnell impression, but her voice is so specific. Like I can't I couldn't possibly mimic it. So then Tanter comes up and he's like, oh, is that what this is all about? I got a whole tale of them. So now we have our core trio, Turk, Tantor, and Tarzan, T's only. So Kala and the other mother gorillas come over and Turk actually tries to like explain and cover for Tarzan. Yeah. But then Kerchak comes over and Tarzan does step up and take the blame and says it was his fault. And Kerchak yells at him that he almost killed someone. That's true. And Kala tries to defend him and says he's only a child, he'll learn. But Kerchak says he'll never be one of us. This, of course, upsets Tarzan and he pushes Kala off of him and uh, runs away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that night, Tarzan is looking at his reflection in a pool of water and he like punches it 
and gets mud on his hand and then like puts it on his face and he looks at his reflection and he like puts the mud on his face and his body. He wants to look like Mm -hmm. his gorilla family and Kala comes over and Tarzan's just like, you know, why am I so different? And why does Kerchak say like, I don't belong in the family? And Kala tells him to forget it, tries to take the mud off of him and he tells her to look at him. And Kala is like, I am. You have two eyes like me. You have a nose, two ears, two hands. And Tarzan and Kala hold up their hands. But Tarzan realizes they truly aren't the same. Oh, oh my gosh. The tears, the waterworks. It's sad. It's really gosh, devastating. It's so sad. Like, I mean, it is... Like if you were, I don't think everyone who's adopted has this Mm -hmm. sensation, but like if you find out your parents aren't yours or like you just realize there are differences Mm -hmm. where it's like, damn, you know, I want that. Like I want Mm -hmm. that thing where it's like you look like your dad or you look like your mom or whatever. And all everybody ever does, it seems like in Tarzan's whole life is point out how he's different, how he's not one of them. He doesn't have that sense of belonging. Um, which is really hard for anyone to deal with at any age, but especially when you are a child. Yeah, absolutely. And after he's just gotten in front of everyone too, it's like, you're never Mm going to be my son. Yeah. You're not a part of this family. Um, And he honestly deals with it quite well. Like it seems like in the long run, but you know, Kala tells him to close his eyes and feel his heart. And then, she has him feel her heart and says, like, we're the same. Oh, my God. And Tarzan tells Kala that he's going to show Kerchak he is going to be the best ape ever. So, of course, we're going into the montage of how Tarzan becomes the best ape ever. He tries to climb a tree, scale a vine. He ends up falling on a bunch of bananas, squashing them. He goes to swim with the hippos. Probably the thing I find most unrealistic about this movie is that he flawlessly, like, the hippos are, like, chilling. I'm like, hippos are fucking vicious. Oh, yeah. When he jumps into the water and there's, like, the hippo that he lands on, I'm like, that thing could kill you. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And they swim so fast. Mm. So Tarzan continues. He's, like, sharpening a stone on a tree. He's like, I am man. Um, he wrestles with Turk. He grabs onto vines with the monkeys. Like he's keeping up now. He gets away from some alligators. He continues with the stone. He actually makes a spear and stabs fruit, which would be helpful, except that it lands on Kerchak's head and he looks like a Chiquita banana lady. (laughs) (laughs) Solid reference. Yeah. So he rides a stork with Turk. And the song Son of Man plays. And as he continues to learn to live in the jungle, he becomes a man. (gasps) And Kerchak angrily, like, marches along. He's, like, marching with the monkeys, or sorry, the gorillas. And then he notices above him Tarzan adeptly swinging from vine to vine. You can't deny his progress. Mm-hmm. And then Tarzan makes his way through the jungle 
and slides just like all over a tree in the classic Tarzan way. I did just look it up because I was curious because obviously we don't know how old Tarzan is supposed to be. My guess is he's supposed to be like, what, like 20 maybe? Yeah, I guess. I would even say like he he looks like he could be like, I don't know, 23. Yeah, somewhere in early. He's definitely like he's not a teenager, obviously. He is like a full grown man. Um, so somewhere in his early twenties, but I was curious what the lifespan of a gorilla is. Cause I actually don't know. And apparently it's about yeah. 35 to 40 years. Wow. So the more, you know, welcome to animal planet. Wow. So we then go to Kala who is eating some fruit, just minding her business on this branch. And we see Tarzan sneak up behind her and he like, gathers all of his breath he's about to do an elephant sound behind her and she's just like (laughs) don't even think about it totally unfazed not worried about it at all so we see that tarzan still has his little rambunctious spirit where he likes to joke around with mom but (laughs) he likes to joke around with mom (laughs) yeah just a jokester So they sit down and she asks where he's been and then we see turt come up and like they start wrestling and that's when Tarzan notices something kind of like in the bushes as he has Turk like in a headlock. Just something mm-hmm. feels off. But he like lets Turk go and he kind of looks a little deeper and then turns back. And that is when Sabor comes back into the picture, jumps out like from the shadows, tries to attack them, and Kerchak actually comes in and he fights off Sabor and Tarzan grabs his little spear that he has made, because again, he is man, he can make tools, and he like swings down to fight Sabor. Sabor lunges at him and they like climb up this tree. I think Tarzan manages to like scratch him with his spear, but then Sabor comes back and also scratches Tarzan. They keep fighting, and in the process, um, the little spearhead falls off of his spear. So um, Tarzan tries to retrieve it. Sabor is chasing him. This whole scene is, again, it has that same sort of like roller coastery feel because we have these continuous shots kind of circling around the trees. It's Mm -hmm. really cool the way that they managed to do this. I think it's so much more effective than if they had gone the traditional route with like more cutaways. Um, It also just, like, heightens the danger of it all. And they, you know, keep fighting. They both land in this, like... It's like a trap or something. Trap or something. Yeah, it's, like, below the the grass line. So they're kind of, like, underneath shrubbery. And everyone rushes over to, you know, see what happened. And we see, like, Sabor's body start to come out of the hole and everyone's like oh no he killed tarzan but guess again (sighs) it's actually tarzan holding up sabor's dead body carcass so he throws the leopard out of the hole and emerges victorious everybody cheers for him he then like lifts up sabor's body above his head and goes oh And the gorillas crowd around Tarzan and they celebrate because let us not forget, this thing has been terrorizing their troop for years. For years. Who knows how many other fatalities he has caused beyond just Kerchak and Kala's child and Tarzan's parents. 
Not that he knows that, though. He doesn't know about that. Mm-hmm. So Tarzan then notices Kerchak kind of in the distance watching him. So he brings Sabor's body and, like, basically offers it at Kerchak's feet. And they look at each other and have a moment. And this moment is so loaded because, like I said, this is what killed Kerchak's child. And that is why Tarzan is really, like, offering it to him. But this moment is then interrupted by the sound of a gunshot in the distance. Um, what? And Kerchak says, let's move. We need to get away from here. Yeah, he said, let's bounce. Mm-hmm. So as Tarzan loves to do, he's like, what's the hullabaloo? <laughs> Let me investigate. He goes over to where the noise is coming from and sees footprints leading to a what I'm assuming is a bullet casing. And he picks it up and he licks it. He's never seen one before. Then he hears more gunshots and he climbs up a tree and he sees people like slashing with a machete through the jungle. And an explorer named Clayton sees some rustling in the bushes and shoots his gun. That's when Tarzan hides and we meet Professor Archimedes Q. Porter, who comes up to Clayton and is like, hey, what did you see? Jane comes up to them. She's like, what's going on? Oh, in her little yellow dress and yeah. giant bustle. <laughs> I know. What a way to get around the jungle. Mm-hmm. And Jane goes over to Clayton and tells him that she and her father came here to study the gorillas, but she's worried that he's scaring them off. And I'm like, you already did. Mm-hmm. Already did it. Yep. So Clayton is like, you hired me to protect you. And the professor interrupts them because he notices they're in a gorilla's nest. And they talk about how gorillas live in family groups and they begin to get excited. But Clayton thinks they're just stupid animals. And he hears something again and shoots and he's like, all right, let's keep moving. Yeah, he almost blows Tarzan's head clean off multiple times. (laughs) He definitely is giving... Gaston, like he's giving a big burly evil man. Right. But British. I read that like they made him in an animation style that imitated Sabor. Mm. The way that he looks um as a human. I feel like his eyes are are quite similar to Sabor's. Yeah, definitely cat like mm-hmm. features. That's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty the human predator. Right? I'm like, why did you hire this guy? (laughs) Like, did you not see how aggressive he fucking is? Yeah. But, yeah. So they they keep going and Jane is about to follow when she sees this little monkey, like, chewing on a papaya and wonders if this is what set Clayton off. And so she sketches the monkey. But then the monkey steals her notebook. He's, like, being a little jokester. (laughs) A little (laughs) so-and-so. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) and Tarzan manages to pick up one of the papers as he's in the bushes and then Jane tries to get her drawing back and like distracts the monkey but then the entire oh my God. herd of these seemingly a feral baboons descends upon her and luckily Tarzan is there to save her so he swings on the vines to get her away from the baboons and eventually they slide down a tree trunk and land on this other tree where they manage to stay on a branch while all the baboons like fall to the ground. And 
the monkey who wanted the drawing actually floats down with this baboon holding an umbrella. Oh, yeah, her little parasol. <laughs> yeah. And asks Tarzan for the drawing. And Jane's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm in a jungle with a man who talks to monkeys. And she, like, tries to get away from him. Oh, my gosh. When I was a kid, I I loved Jane as a kid. She yeah. was my favorite. For me, her... I didn't realize like, how many parallels there are to Beauty and the Beast now that I think about it. But like Belle right. and Jane occupy like a very similar space in my mind. I think also like them both wearing yellow dresses and being brunettes does that. But yeah. I always thought she was so cool because she was always kind of like flustered and sometimes a little bit awkward. And this is what started like my obsession with parasols when I was a kid. What? I just thought – I was like, wow, how amazing to have something to shade you in the sun. And I was sitting on my balcony uh-huh. the other day, which is west-facing. So when the sun is setting, mm-hmm. it is absolutely brutal. Like, it just fucking blasts us. There's no shade anywhere whatsoever. And it's not a fun time for me who has the complexion of a ghost. So I, like, took my umbrella out onto the balcony and sat – with it facing the sun. And I was like, cool as a cucumber, having a great time. (laughs) So 2023, bring back parasols. That is my agenda. (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny. I like was out on the terrace at work the other day Mm. and I deliberately sat in the sun. I was like, I need some sun on my face (laughs) right now. I'm like, get it away from me. No sunscreen. No sunscreen. That's so funny. Yeah. It do be like that, though. Yeah, my roommate's out there tanning, and I'm, like, right, right, shriveled right. up in the corner. <laughs> the parasol can be a very cute accessory. I feel like yeah. goth people pull off the parasol. Mm, yeah. Are people who wear, like, a lot of lace. Yeah, exactly. I love, like, a, a nice, light, lacy-colored parasol. So back to the tree where Jane mm-hmm. is freaking mm-hmm. out because she is trapped, you know, with a, a man who talks to monkeys – She's trying to get to like the tree, the neighboring tree. Yeah. By and she ends up like stuck between the two of them, like hands on one, feet on the other. And she's like, oh, can't get any worse, can it? Cue the thunder and the rain. Right. So Tarzan helps her onto this other tree and she's like, whoa, 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 stay back. Cause he's getting very close. He we've already established that he's always been a very curious individual but especially Mm -hmm. since this is the first like other human he's ever encountered let alone one of a different gender so he's trying to get close to her and she keeps pushing him away she puts her foot to his chest and he starts like playing with her toes because obviously they're more like his than Mm -hmm. his gorilla family And she keeps asking him to stay away, but he gets closer and closer to examine her. He touches her face and she tries to slap him, but he actually catches her hand because reflexes. Yeah, incredible reflexes. And then he takes her glove off and puts her hand against his to see that they're the same. Oh my God. It's a huge moment. And we have some very magical eye contact between the two of them. Oh, yeah. And he puts his ear to her chest to hear her heartbeat. And then he presses her, you know, head to his chest so she can hear his heartbeat. And she just kind of laughs uncomfortably and is like, oh, 
great heartbeat, very nice. And then Tarzan, who's quite the mimic, honestly very yeah. skilled at it, um, which is, again, something he's been doing his whole life as well. He, like, mimics her saying, very mm-hmm. nice. And she's taken aback by him speaking and assumes that he has a full vocabulary and speaks English. So she just kind of starts yammering on before he puts his fingers to her lips to stop her. And I was like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Oh my. (laughs) So then he points to himself and says, Tarzan. And she's like, oh, I see. And then he goes, oh, I see, thinking that's her name. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, no, 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 no. Jade. And he's like, no, 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 no. Jade. So she eventually (laughs) (laughs) makes it clear that her name is Jane. You, Tarzan. Me, Jane. And then they hear the sound of a gunshot in the distance. And he manages to mimic that, too, with insane accuracy. Yeah, that part, I was like, (laughs) someone's someone's doing too much. I can only suspend my disbelief up until this point. (laughs) Talking to gorillas, sure. But imitating a gunshot, you've taken it too far. Are you joking? (laughs) Yeah. So they hear this gunshot and Jane goes, Clayton. So he thinks that the gunshot is called Clayton. And she somehow communicates to him to take her back to the camp and Mm -hmm. off they swing. Yes. So meanwhile, Turk and Tantor and some other gorillas go looking for Tarzan and end up stumbling upon Jane's camp. And spotted beauty and the beast teapot so many allusions to beauty and the beast i mean it also makes sense because we do have like the beauty jane and then you know the feral man the quote-unquote beast tarzan so (laughs) the feral man (laughs) disgusting and weird the jungle man so they go through looking for tarzan and they find the professor's chemistry set his typewriter and turk starts like playing around they're like tape 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 and ding. they're just, yeah, ding. Uh, she's like, Turk's like, oh, I love that ding. <laughs> and they're just simply fascinated with the sounds of these industrial objects they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. So they start breaking plates. It's like crash, crash, tearing paper, knocking shit over. And the song just starts itself, you know? I'm sorry, did you say tearing paper? Whoa. <laughs> Had to Whoa. get some foley work on the pod. Did you say what else do I have? something tapping on? <laughs> Love that I tapped yeah. this glass with a Claire's lip gloss. Uh, that's yeah, what I'm working what... with. Tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. <laughs> um, so they're like, shibidu, shabidu, bidabidu. Shibidu, rabidu, rabidu, up. Yes. I did That's see more that um, version. Rosie O'Donnell, it was like one of her conditions to doing this movie. She's like, I want a song. And they were like, well, like, it's not oh. a musical. People don't sing. And she was like, figure it out. Uh, so they did. <laughs> <laughs> the star power of Rosie O'Donnell yeah. never ceases to amaze me. Yep. Um. Fully, she also was like, I've always wanted to do a Disney movie, like put mm-hmm. me in this movie. And other people auditioned for this role because it was initially supposed to be a guy. Yeah. And they were like, no, we're going to have Rosie O'Donnell do it. We're going to make Turk a girl. Like, yeah, that's how it's going to be. 
And then she said, like, throw in a see song. it any other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throw in a song. And give me a bonus off the top. <laughs> it's insane. So um, <sighs> they have this musical moment. Just smashing plates on the ground, throwing shit against the wall. And the other gorillas and Clayton and the professor hear the sounds coming from the camp. And Tarzan and Jane arrive. And Tarzan goes over to, like, rough house with Turk and converse with her. And Jane realizes that he is one of them. So Turk goes over to Jane. But standing behind her is Kerchak. Yeah. So he, like, bares his teeth, he pounds on his chest, and Jane is in shock. Like, she is like, I'm going to die. Pretty terrifying, yeah. Right. And falls to the ground in front of him. And Kerchak just, like, walks away with the other gorillas. And Tarzan wants to stay, but Kala pulls him away as they hear Clayton and the professor yeah. returning. So when Clayton and the professor get back, Jane, like, rushes to tell her dad what happened and all these, like, very sparse details that don't make a lot of sense if you didn't just witness what we witnessed. And a little blah, blah, blah monologue. Yeah. Clayton, though, latches onto the fact that there were gorillas here. That is his main interest. Keep that in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where did they go? And she says, they left with Tarzan, the ape man. <laughs> So she is already infatuated with this one meeting. Yeah, she falls quick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, that moment on the trees in the rain is pretty magical. But yeah, that's fair. You know, you got to get a little more than that. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the gorilla troop, Kerchak tells them that they need to avoid the strangers. But Tarzan says that they mean no harm. But Kerchak says he's not willing to risk their safety, which. I think is a very logical thing. I think that makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. But then Tarzan catches a bit of an attitude and gets all up in his face and asks why he's threatened by anyone different than him, which is very loaded. So Kerchak just tells Tarzan to protect this family and stay away from them. So Kala tells Tarzan for once to listen to Kerchak, and he asks her why she never told him there were creatures like him before. And then he goes into the trees to be alone. And like mm -hmm. that has to be really, really earth shattering to know that like your mother never told you any of this, knowing how much he struggled with his identity and feeling out of place and not feeling a sense of belonging. Right, right. That's got to hurt a lot. Yeah, there is so much that he doesn't know about mm -hmm. his life before. I want to know. Can, Can you, you show, show me? me? <laughs> I want to go where the I want to know about these strangers like me. There we go. Yes, yes. <laughs> so back at camp, Jane does this chalk drawing of Tarzan and tries to tell her father about his posture, like how he walked like a gorilla. And the two of them just get on the ground to like try out his posture and – her dad is delighted by their discovery of a man who can't speak his, like, lack of human behavior. And Jane says he seemed like he had never seen a human before. His eyes were focused, intense. She's never seen such eyes as she, like, drifts off and blushes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And 
fucking Porter goes, uh, do you want a moment alone with the chalkboard? Like, that's insane. I love their – first of all, I love their relationship. I think it's oh, yeah. so sweet. But I love Definitely. that – they are just as curious and inquisitive as Tarzan is. Like, I love the parallel yeah, between the three true. of them. Mm-hmm. And Clayton comes over and reminds them that they're here to find gorillas, not indulge in girlish fantasies. Shut up. <laughs> He's so annoying. And Jane is like, I didn't imagine him. But at that moment, Tarzan drops down from the trees and Clayton literally tries to murder him. Like, I'm on site is like gone out. I'm gonna shoot this motherfucker in the face. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, he tries to, he shoots and Jane moves the gun at the last second. Insane. <laughs> this is a rated G movie, mm-hmm. lest we forget. Yeah, there's a lot of threatening that is being done with this gun. Like, it's being yeah. held up to people's chins. There's already murder in here. Yeah, people get shot. Like, I cannot believe this is G rated. Me neither, but whatever. (laughs) So the professor is delighted, and Tarzan is getting just all up close and personal to them, and he's like, oh, I see what you mean about, you know, uh, personal space. And he imitates their stances, and Porter is like, this is the missing link between monkey and man. (laughs) And Clayton tries to ask Tarzan to take them to the gorillas, but... Tarzan just imitates him and is like, gorillas. Mm. So Clayton says if he can teach a parrot to sing, God save the queen, he can teach this savage a thing or two. And he draws a gorilla on the chalkboard and tries to be like, where are they? Like the gorillas, da, da, da. And Tarzan takes the chalk, fascinated, thinking the chalk is a gorilla, I guess, like, putting those two things together mm-hmm. and then he like scribbles all over the chalkboard <laughs> so jane decides to take it over oh and then we have the amazing montage set to the incredible song strangers like me and we see jane showing tarzan all these projector slides to teach mm-hmm. him about the world it is insane how much they have brought with them on this safari essentially like they have full ass furniture like they jane's dresser and vanity is here yeah that's crazy yeah that they lugged this into the middle of the jungle but the projector slides we see a man and woman dancing tarzan then he pulls jane in to dance with him we see uh professor porter teach tarzan about the stars and the planets he looks through a telescope mm-hmm. jane teaches him to read Tarzan is a shockingly quick study. He's like, already did it. Yeah, his mind is ripe for molding, apparently, because he soaks all this up like a sponge. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I've been wanting to do this for ages. Yeah, they teach him how to ride a bike, and we see Clayton keeps trying to get Tarzan to lead them to the gorillas, but he is too busy gazing at Jane, Mm. and as he's gazing at her, what's she doing? She's drawing him. Oh, my God. Whoa. We see at night, Tarzan is gazing up at the sky, up at the stars while his family sleeps. And then he leaves early in the morning to meet back up with the humans at camp because, again, he's doing this secretly. And there's this one moment that once I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, is Tarzan a respectful king? Because we see Jane drawing a bird, but the bird flies away. 
And right. then right. Tarzan just scoops her up, climbs her up these vines to the top of the trees where she can see all of the birds. And it is this beautiful moment where the birds are flying around them. They sit on Jane. I'm just like, wow, he's so thoughtful. He cares about her so much. <laughs> so that I really love that moment. Um, we also see that he teaches her how to swing on vines. It's really sweet. But then Clayton decides to ruin this beautiful moment by being like, we're wasting our time teaching this man when the boat could arrive any day. We just need to ask him straight out. So Jane goes up to Tarzan and she mm. asks if he'll take them to the gorillas, to his family. He understands like what she's asking him, but yeah. he says he can't. And when they ask why, he says because of Kerchak. We then see, mm -hmm. lastly, Tarzan flipping through all the projector slides while Jane sleeps in the chair, and he sees one of a man presenting a woman with flowers. Yeah. He's down on one knee, too. So what does he do? Whoa. <laughs> what does this respectful-ass man mm -hmm. do? He makes a beautiful floral arrangement with unique... yes flowers from the beautiful jungle yeah he's not just grabbing a bunch out of the ground he is picking different varieties he is arranging them in a bouquet yes the thoughtfulness mm -hmm. he's not like any schlub in a random teenage no. rom-com who's like i picked this out of your mom's garden not at all he is thoughtful it also when i was taking notes on this is actually when my boyfriend sent me flowers for no reason. So I was like, oh, wow. I thought that the, I was wondering if those were from Matt. Yeah. Because I was like, she's not going to buy this arrangement no, for I herself. No, I did not buy it for myself. He was like, oh, um, are you home today? I was like, yeah, why? He's like, oh, just like keep an eye on your doorbell. And he sent me flowers just mm. because he was like, I wanted to do it when you got back from your trip, but like time got away from Aww. me. I was like, well, thank you. That's so sweet. So I have a beautiful spring floral arrangement in my room right now. And I'm like, wow, I'm just like Jane. A man also loves me enough <laughs> to bring me flowers. <laughs> yes. I love that. It's so sweet. Uh, I, Sorry, that sweet, amazing story totally <laughs> threw you off. I'm like, what are we talking about? We're not gossiping here. We're recording uh, podcasts. He, he goes to the camp. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So Tarzan goes to the camp to present Jane with these flowers. He's thoughtfully arranged. And he sees all of their belongings getting packed up oh my God. and carried onto a boat. And Porter is like, I've waited 30 years for this. Like, I'm not leaving until I see a gorilla. Because, I mean, at this time, yeah. you're not taking a plane over to Africa. You're yeah. taking a chartered a boat, like you got to pay a ton of money. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it takes a ton of time to make arrangements. Yeah. This is, you know, Queen Victoria times. So, yes. So Clayton asked the captain to just claim the engine, had trouble, like just stay a couple extra days. But the captain is like, I can't be late to every port on the way back to London. And Clayton blames Jane. He's like, We should have set traps like I wanted to do. Ugh. And then Jane bumps into Tarzan shattering the bouquet no. which has already been like bounced to shit yeah. since he got to camp like people have been knocking into him and 
she tells him that the boat has arrived to take them home. And, well, she was wondering. And Daddy thinks it's a good idea, too, if maybe you'd come with us. And Tarzan says, "I." (laughs) this line really, like, I was like, I love you. Yeah. He says, go see England today. Come home tomorrow. But Jane says, no. It would be very difficult to come back. Ever. But she's like, I know it sounds awful, but like you belong with people. And then Tarzan kneels and says, Jane must stay with Tarzan and presents her the two little flowers he has left. And Jane is like, she's flustered. She's enamored. She drops her suitcase. Everything comes spilling out. And she's like, I I have to be with my dad and I have to go back and I need to go to England. And Tarzan is like, please stay. And she just runs away crying. And then Clayton swoops in and is like, typical woman, am I right? If you could speak English, it wouldn't help. They're a freaking mystery, man. (laughs) And pours him a glass of wine. And he's like, man, if only... We could have just spent some time with the gorillas. You know, she's so disappointed, crushed even. Oh, well, you know, best get going. And Tarzan stops Clayton and says, if Jane sees the gorillas, like, you know, will she stay? And he's like, yeah. And Tarzan's like, okay, I'll do it. You manipulative son of a bitch. And they should have thought you – what manipulation mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. okay? Because humans are great at it. Yeah. The way he's like, oh, gee, I didn't even think about that. Mm. Fuck you, Clayton. <sighs> so we go to the jungle and Tarzan talks to Turk and basically asks for Turk and Tantor's help with keeping Kerchak away, keeping him distracted so that he can bring the humans to see the gorillas. And Tantor agrees But Turk is a little bit upset because she feels a little neglected by her bestie who's been spending all this time with the humans. And she's like, oh, you dropped us like a newborn giraffe and now you expect us to help you? And Tarzan says he's asking as a friend. And Turk is like, gosh darn it, I can't resist that face and those eyes. All right, but nothing embarrassing. So naturally... Then we see that Turk has had to dress up in Jane's dress, and we see that Tanter's trunk has, like, Professor Porter's clothes on it, and it's honestly a shocking similarity in looks between this elephant trunk and Professor Porter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Turk is pissed that she has to wear this dress, but Tanter is like, actually, I think it looks quite slimming on you. She's like, oh, really? I thought it was kind of revealing, and we turn around fully open in the back, just, like, booty out. Yeah. Let me just, like, try to do a little Rosie O'Donnell impression. She's like, Mm -hmm. oh, really? I think it's a little revealing and kind of – and, like, gets cut off. And I'm like, kind of what? Kind of what? Has her whole ass out. I'm like, Rosie O'Donnell, what were you about to say? Who wrote this script? Double-cheeked up on a Monday, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's the perfect dress for pegging. So we then hear a roar come from the distance. It is Kerchak. He is chasing after them. Mm -hmm. So they scurry off into the jungle. Meanwhile, Tarzan brings Jane 
Porter and Clayton to see the gorillas. Yes. So cut to the gorillas. Kala sees Tarzan coming and she smiles to herself. She's like, oh my gosh, he's back. Like Mm. he's been, you know, doing his thing. But then she sees the others. And Jane and Porter, obviously they've come for the gorillas. They spot Kala and they're amazed. And Tarzan tells them that she is his mother. And at first Jane is kind of like taken aback, but she's like willing really to accept anything. Like she's super understanding and like is just like sure, like wants to respect Kala. And Kala is like frightened. Obviously she doesn't know these people. And so she backs away and Clayton steps forward to go after her, but Jane stops him. She's like, you're going to scare her further. So Tarzan speaks to Kala and Jane imitates him. And so does Porter. And Clayton says they're going to frighten them away, but then looks up and we see all of the gorillas have come out in the trees and Jane just looks around completely awestruck and Porter faints because he's overcome with this amazing beauty. Mm. And that's when just these cute, adorable trio of monkey kids uh, or I guess gorilla kids come over to Jane and she like plays with them. Um, Some gorillas go over to Porter who's like still on the ground at this point and they inspect him and pull him up and eat a bug off of him. And he tries to like shake their hand and they just grab it. And Porter tells Clayton to look at the social grooming moment. (laughs) And Clayton is just marking off on his map where the freaking gorillas are. So one of the gorillas ends up just Stealing that map right out of his hands. They also steal his rifle. He's trying to get his belongings back. And we see Tarzan playing with some of the little gorilla babies. And Jane comes over and Mm -hmm. she asks him to teach her how to speak gorilla. So he begins to teach her while like holding her face. This moment is like very loaded as he's like holding her face to help her make the right sounds. And she asks what she just said because the baby gorillas start getting super excited and he says jane stays with tarzan mm. and she's like oh no like i thought we already talked about that but that is the moment where turk and tantor come running in kerchak immediately in defense mode he sees the humans he's in shock and especially mm-hmm. because he sees that Clayton has his rifle. So this leads me to believe that Kerchak has encountered humans before. Uh, yeah, I think he And he, he has. knows what, you know, the rifle is because he recognized the sound and everything. Yeah. Kerchak actually goes to, like, lunge at Clayton. And Tarzan has to basically tackle him and hold him in a headlock while he tells the humans to go. And Jane, like, calls out to Tarzan, but he's like, no, you have to run. So they go, and Tarzan lets go of Kerchak, and Kerchak is, like, wheezing for breath. And it's kind of implied that Tarzan, like, almost just killed him just now. There's definitely, like, a tussle, Mm -hmm. which not only, I'm sure, is not allowed in the troop. But also the fact that they've had so much tension mm. and then he puts his hands on Kerchak. Yeah. Like, I feel like it just totally, it severs the bond and it makes him be like, oh, you really aren't one of us. Yeah. 
Yeah, like you're choosing them over us. Exactly, yeah. So like Kerchak tries to catch his breath and Tarzan says he's sorry, but Kerchak just says, I asked you to protect our family and you betrayed us Mm -hmm. all. Which is, you know, it's very much that, like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's so much worse. And, Uh, yeah, yeah, Tarzan has to feel the full weight of how he's, like, let down this family. Mm -hmm. So after this incredibly tense moment, Tarzan is sitting alone in a tree when Kala comes up to join him. And he tells her that he is so confused. And Kala asks him to come with her. There is something she should have showed him a long time ago. So Kala leads Tarzan to the huge mansion treehouse his parents built. And Tarzan finds his old baby blanket and he just really takes it in. He looks around at this overgrown house and he ends up stepping on the old broken picture frame and he sees the photo and he brushes the dust away and looks at his parents and the photo of him as a baby and Kala tells him she just wants him to be happy whatever he decides so Kala goes to sit outside and Tarzan emerges from the treehouse dressed in his father's suit and he looks like a man like he has the suit on he has shoes on and Kala looks away she's in tears and he holds her face and says no matter where he goes she will always be his mother. I absolutely lost it when I was watching this. I, it's beautiful. It was so sudden that it even shocked me how quickly I like burst into tears. It wasn't like a trickle. It was like a bursting into tears. I didn't expect it at all. And yeah, like have to commend Glenn Close's performance as Kala. I think that she oh. does such oh, an yeah. incredible job bringing this character to life and the bond between kala and tarzan is so clear and this is i feel Mm -hmm. like the first time that you really see the impact on her in knowing that like she's not his birth mother that there are things that she just can't isn't able to give him and isn't able to teach him because they are different species and she's experiencing another loss because she's not going to be able to see her her child again likely he's probably not going to be able to return oh yeah so she's losing another child again Mm -hmm. and like this sentiment of him just saying that she will always be his mother destroyed me yeah and they hug and she says you will always be in my heart and he walks down the stairs and she says goodbye (sighs) gotta wipe my tears before i can continue it's Ooh. so beautiful. I think yeah. this story in general, the push and pull of his humanity and his mm-hmm. belonging in the jungle, like, I don't know what it is about, but it just, it's more emotional to me than like Beauty and the Beast. Where oh, he's yeah. like, I'm a beast. I'm a human. Like, da, da, da. It's like the nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. And I think also just the beauty of the jungle adds to the gravitas of his relationship Mm -hmm. because he's so out of anything that like we experience as humans. Yeah. It's just like a whole different type of community because everything is dependent on each other in the jungle. There's 
the yeah. food chain. There's the yeah. way that these different like animals, yeah, like interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I just really, I really understood the weight of this movie a lot more watching it as an adult because I just haven't watched it in a very long time, and I was really taken yeah. aback by how emotional it is. I just never really thought of it that way before. So it's definitely interesting to watch as an adult. Yeah. So Tarzan meets up with Jane and the others just in time to join them on the dinghy to head back to the ship. And as they sail away, Turk and Tantor get there too late. They don't get to say goodbye. And Turk is like, yeah, good riddance. Get out of here. You're no good so-and-so and and like throws rocks over and she's on the verge of tears and she sits with Tantor and Tantor just goes I'm gonna miss him too oh that broke my heart too I was like (sighs) yeah Tantor I know so Jane and Tarzan get to the ship and she's like oh you can't imagine what's in store for you you're gonna see the world everyone's gonna want to meet you king scientists Famous writers, Darwin, Kipling, Queen Victoria. And Tarzan is like, and I'll be with Jane. And she she starts uh, blushing and she gets a little flustered. And she's like, yes, hee hee. And she goes to like climb the ladder and kind of slips on it because she's, you know, she's she's a flattered, flustered gal. So Tarzan takes one last look at the jungle before climbing up that ladder aboard the ship. But what does he see on the deck of this ship? Cages and the professor and Jane Mm -hmm. being dragged away as she's like, Tarzan, no. And all these men start swarming Tarzan. And he like tries to escape. He's climbing up all these poles and stuff, but he can't like climb on this industrial ship because it's like, you know, smooth metal. There's nothing to grab onto. That was so devastating to watch, too, that he tried to do his, like, old tactics yeah. to, like, act as he would in the jungle. And it's like, <sighs> this is man-made shit. Yeah. Ruins fucking everything. Mm-hmm. So he falls, like, onto some crates on the deck of the ship and the- these men apprehend him. And Clayton shoots his gun. This man must have an unlimited supply of bullets because he is just shooting away at any point. Yeah. But he's just like, what's going on? And Tarzan is like, Clayton, thank God you're here. Help. And Clayton just goes up to Tarzan with that little shit-eating grin of his. I hate him. And goes, I'm sorry. Have we met? And then he, like, puts the gun to Tarzan's chin and is like, ah, yes, the ape man. And it dawns on Tarzan that he has been fooling them all along so clayton reveals what his whole ulterior motive has been this whole time which is to trap and steal the gorillas because he can get 300 pounds a head for each of them so he then advises the crew to lock tarzan jane and the professor and the captain too in the brig it's crazy yeah that that, like do you think it was that he chartered a separate ship or do you think he got the crew to like I think he paid off the crew, yeah. Yeah. It's it's giving it's, like a, a mercenary vibe, you know? Mm, 
Freaking crazy, bro. Meanwhile, in the jungle, Tantor and Turk are still on the shore, so they hear Tarzan screams. But Turk is like, oh, who cares? Da da da. But Tantor gets mad and he's like, no, I am done with your emotional constipation. Tarzan needs us. We're going to help him. What a great phrase. And I'm like, phrase. you go, Tantor. Yeah. Yeah. Emotional constipation. <laughs> so Tantor tells Turk to hold on tight. They have a boat to catch. And he just runs off the edge of the cliff and whoosh, like splashes into the water. And this is such a moment for Tantor, mm-hmm. who has come so far from being the elephant who's like afraid to go in the water and just being like nervous about everything. Mm-hmm. And he tells Turk he's never felt so alive. <laughs> and she's like, Good, because I'm going to murder you. <laughs> what a great and, line. <laughs> yeah. They swim over to the ship, and Tantor is like underwater and uses his little trunk as a periscope and notices sure. a small yeah <laughs> it, and they took they do the sound effect too which got me it was like doo, 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 like the radar sound effect unbelievable <sighs> but tantor notices this smaller boat heading back into the jungle hmm mm. i wonder what they're going to yeah so meanwhile in the belly of the ship tarzan is like throwing himself against the walls trying to break them to get them out, but Jane tells him to stop. It's no use. Clayton betrayed us all. But Tarzan says that it's his fault. He betrayed his family. Kerchak was right. Mm. It's so devastating. And Porter just thinks about all the animals that are going to be suffering in cages, and he, like, leans against the side of the ship. And the whole... this The ship is huge, by the way. It fucking, like rocks right on over and porter is like oh by jove i don't know my own strength and i'm like sir you are the size of my pinky but (laughs) he's so cute i love porter i think he's just the adorable oh yeah a cute cute little little, like quirky scientist yeah (laughs) but as it turns out what has caused the ship to rock is turk and tantor climbing over the fucking edge Mm-hmm. They manage to break them out of the ship, and Tarzan dives right into the ocean to swim home. So we go back to the jungle, and in the jungle, Kerchak hears something, and he looks over to see Kala crying. <sighs> I know, but before it can even be addressed, there is a flare released, and the men run to the gorillas, throwing nets, forcing them into cages. Kerchak is so big, he manages to break free from a net as Tarzan runs to save them. And the men, they use these ropes to tie up Kerchak, and Clayton says, oh, I remember you. You know, I think this one would be better stuffed and loads his rifle. And Tarzan yells. He makes it to the gorillas. Um, They also get a stampede of elephants to come through, and Jane and Porter and Turk barge in on Tantor's back. So Tarzan comes over to Kerchak, cuts him out of the net, and Kerchak is surprised that Tarzan came back. But Tarzan tells him he came home. Oh, my God. Fucking home. (sighs) Yeah. My gosh. So Kerchak sees a man about to harm Tarzan and takes him out. Animals fight back and put the men in cages. Clayton 
is like a bit further off at this point, and he tells the men to take the animals they can back to the boat. He has some hunting to do as he cocks his gun. One of the animals that is already in a cage is Kala. She's being taken away to the boat. But Jane sees, and because Tarzan gave her that lesson, she swings on the vine. So Jane knocks out a guy while, like, the herd of baboons, like, they come down. They scare the other man. The community of the jungle is getting together to to vanquish evil. We even see, like, the little baby baboon that um, Jane was, you know, had the papaya moment with. He, like, has her little boot and her parasol on as well. (laughs) And as she is, you know, trying to open Kala's cage – She almost gets, like, whacked by one of these guys, but luckily Tarzan comes at the last moment. He knocks the guy out, Mm -hmm. and they manage to get the cage open to save Kala. But as they do, a gun shot, a bullet, grazes Tarzan's arm. Yeah. And Kerchak then charges at Clayton, and Clayton shoots Kerchak. (sighs) Ah. So Tarzan goes right for Clayton, but Clayton starts shooting. So Tarzan has to like dodge the bullets Mm -hmm. and hide in the trees. But Clayton seeks him out. He's like, oh, I love a challenge and starts climbing up the tree after him. He's like going hand to hand. So Clayton follows. They start to wrestle while like the the rifle is stuck in a branch nearby. And Tarzan manages to get the gun and he holds Clayton at gunpoint. And Clayton just chuckles and is like, go ahead and shoot me. Be a man. And so Tarzan looks down. He puts the gun to Clayton's neck, just like Clayton did to him. And then we hear, it's Tarzan imitating the shot of a gun. That makes sense. I thought it was thunder because it rains after, but it's mm. him imitating the noise. Yeah, yeah. And Tarzan breaks the rifle and says, not a man like you. Mike drop. He said, I learned English yesterday, but I know how to deliver a sick-ass burn, okay? I'm like, I wish you could teach me. Yeah. I have a firm grasp on the language and I got nothing. So Clayton takes out his machete and Tarzan dodges him. He swings through a tangle of vines and Clayton tries to follow him, but he manages to get tied up in a bunch of vines and he starts cutting through them to break loose. In the tree, Tarzan notices there's a vine around Clayton's neck and he tries to stop him, but Clayton just keeps cutting. He keeps going And he starts falling, and Tarzan jumps down from the tree. And in the light of the thunder, we see Clayton's body. He accidentally hanged himself. It is – I was shocked. Yeah. And I don't think if I was a kid I would have noticed, to be honest, because it is quite vague. Because you just see the shadow of it in the the flash of the lightning. Yeah. But, oh, my God. I definitely didn't notice it when I was a kid. Yeah, I but I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty shocking. Yeah. So uh, Tarzan is shocked and he looks over at Kerchak who's hardly breathing. He's taking <sighs> his last breaths. And he goes over and Kala indicates Tarzan to go and speak to him. And Tarzan asks Kerchak to forgive him 
And Kershak actually asks him to forgive him for not understanding that he has always been one of them. Yeah. And Kershak tells him their family will look to him now. Take care of them. My son, take care of them. My son, are you fucking kidding me? In his dying breath, he finally said, my son. Am I watching Succession here? It broke me. What's happening? Killed me. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Just, uh. And then he, his hand falls off of Tarzan's shoulder and he passes away. And the gorillas and Jane and Porter, all, all they can do is look on sadly. And Tarzan hugs Kerchak one last time and lets him down. Then he walks forward on his hands, not upright, and growls, making a yell, and the gorillas follow him. Yeah, he's the new head of the troop. Yeah. So the next morning, it's time for Jane, the professor, the captain, to get on the boat. And she tells Tarzan that London will seem so small compared to all this. Mm -hmm. And I really love that line. I love the acknowledgement that like this world is so much more vast than ours. Mm -hmm. And Tarzan tells Jane that he'll miss her. She holds out her hand to like shake his to say goodbye. And he presses their palms together (gasps) and says goodbye. So Jane and Porter start sailing back to the ship and she looks at her hand, slipping her one remaining glove back on. And the professor says he can't help but feel that she should stay. And she's like, oh, I I couldn't possibly, you know, I belong in England with people and and I can't leave you. And that's when her glove flies out of her hand and back to shore and Tarzan catches it. And Professor Porter says, you love him. Go on. So she hugs her father and she jumps out of their boat in her big old hoop skirt and starts swimming back to the shore where she jumps into Tarzan's arms and she kisses him. And she then like shyly laughs and takes her glove back. And then, oh my God, Tarzan like holds her face and gives her the most passionate kiss. I'm like, how do you even know, dude? I know. Is this in the slideshow? I don't think so. What slideshow (laughs) was he watching? Am I right? Yeah. They then notice like the other gorillas watching. And then the professor is like, what the hell am I doing? And he decides (laughs) that he wants to stay too. So he tells the captain to tell everyone back in England that they never found them. People get lost in the jungle all the time. Yeah. (laughs) He then jumps in the water and starts swimming back to shore. And we see Kala hold Jane's hand as she brings her into the family. Oh. And Jane starts speaking to them in gorilla. Wow. And finally, we have just our, our nice ending scene. Two worlds plays and Tarzan and Jane have their jungle marriage and she's wearing this like tank top and like a skirt yeah. that's like tied at the side and they slide around the tree with Kala, Porter, Turk and Tantor and as they land and we see the expanse of the jungle we get the famous 
Tarzan yell one last time. Uh, uh, Tarzan. Incredible. What a film. What a fucking film. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to rewatch this tomorrow. (laughs) Gotta get your film again. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's so... It's such a beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. There's truly no fat that I would trim. Yeah. I think it's like crafted beautifully. The story is simple, but really mm-hmm. endearing and heartfelt. Yeah. Yeah. I I really loved Tarzan. Yeah. No, I, I, I always liked this movie, but I really didn't appreciate it the way that I did this watch around. And I think yeah. just because I'm an adult and I understand some of these like more complex themes a lot more now, mm-hmm. especially because so much of it is so much of the story is told in the eyes of these animals and in Tarzan's eyes too, because I think it just goes to show that communication is so much deeper than just words. Like body language is so important. And that's the way we're able to see all these connections between these different creatures, even with these language barriers. Yeah. And yeah, this, the, the themes of family and a sense of belonging and, and finding your place in a community, I thought were so beautiful. And especially like the, the bond between Tarzan and Kala was so, so beautiful to me. Absolutely. And I really liked getting to see it. Mm-hmm. The family ties within, like, the troop of Corellas were mm-hmm. really prominent and I thought beautifully highlighted, like, the relationship he has with Kershak where he, he constantly vies for his approval. Um mm-hmm. Kala, who like gives him this limitless love and mm-hmm. has always been a mother to him. And then Turk, who's like his best friend. And there's just a bevy of sides that we get to, mm-hmm. I guess, not only Tarzan, but like really to the animal kingdom of like the protector and the nurturing nature and like this playful nature of animals. And I thought that was highlighted really well yeah there's the there's a sense of like community and collectivity that i feel is especially lacking in in western culture specifically like that was something that i really noticed when i moved to america is how individual a lot of the culture is Mm -hmm. and that there isn't this idea of a collective responsibility and i think that was definitely highlighted in the pandemic with how a lot of people just had no desire to like protect their fellow wow that's so true people it was a very a very me first culture um that was so different to to what i grew up in because i grew up in asia which is a much more community focused culture Mm -hmm. so i really liked getting to see that dichotomy in yeah in this movie and then we can see it contrasted with somebody like Clayton who is a very individual he puts his individual interests above anything mm-hmm. else and is clearly a very like heartless and soulless person he's ready to murder at like the drop of a hat I think I, I totally agree with what you're saying and I think also just even from um I mean definitely like I've been to South America and Europe and mm-hmm. stuff and it's always like people are kissing each other on the cheek. They're brushing mm-hmm. each other's hair. Like you're you're arm in arm with your girlfriends and like yeah. that type of close bond where mm-hmm. you're emotionally close and physically close and in the US it's definitely more 
at an arm's length. Yeah. Like it's pretty uncommon, I think, to um, have like, like at our age now, like have mm-hmm. arm in arm with like your girlfriends or holding hands when you're walking yeah. down the street and stuff like that. Like, whereas in other cultures, it's still like you're super close no matter mm-hmm. your age and stuff. And you can see that in the animals, which is of course different, but like their affinity for holding one another and how Kala like mm-hmm. tries to put Tarzan on her back and like them grooming each other. And mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was like really beautiful. And it's also interesting how Jane is really drawn to that. She's like, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. I think it's, it's probably cause that's something that, that her and, and Porter are missing in, in their lives. Mm-hmm. And we can see them being so fascinated by, Tarzan and the gorilla's lack of like sense of boundaries when it comes to to physical touch Mm -hmm. like oh no sense of like personal space that's just not a thing that exists and them being actually very open to that and and willing to immerse themselves in that culture as we see when they do meet the gorillas for the first time they're so delighted by everything contrasted to Clayton who wants them to get the fuck away from him and like stop touching his stuff. But there's, there's no sense of like, this is mine. This is not yours. Right. In their community. Right. And what's that thing that people always say? They're like, animals are a great judge of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like people who don't like animals, I'm like, you're, you're being very suspicious to me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's probably because they don't like you. Mm. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Gosh, it's su- it was such a good movie. I yeah. really enjoyed getting to rewatch it. And it's a tight hour and 22 like, minutes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Perfection. I wish I could watch it in a movie theater. Mm. Yeah. Definitely seeing, like, especially those scenes where he, like, surfs on the trees when he's sliding yeah. around. Would love to see that on a big screen. For sure. <sighs> well, shall we give her a rating? Yeah. I think I'm going to go, um, I think I'm going to go with a nine. I was also going to go with a nine. Yeah. I really wasn't expecting to. Yeah. And then I was watching it and I was I was so in it. Me too. I was honestly like sometimes I feel a little daunted by taking notes while watching. But with mm-hmm. this movie, I was just like rolling along and like mm-hmm. it really is captivating. Like it's a simple story, mm-hmm. but the quick wittedness and the animation like it kept me engaged the entire time mm-hmm. yeah. for sure a fucking great movie like wow. i can't recommend it enough yeah if you if you'd like to watch it is available on disney plus yeah in the u.s too it's a you can get it on <laughs> disney plus like there's no reason not to watch it yeah definitely definitely revisit if you haven't seen it in a while i think that you'll maybe see a lot more with your adult eyes than you did back in the day but thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our second installment of Animated April. It was so much fun to get to cover these movies. We mm-hmm. had some really good ones, so I had a blast. Yeah, this is the only movie that I had seen before out of all the four we picked. Yeah. And so I was excited to get to uh, expand my movie Horizons. And I yeah. really loved the picks that we did. Tangled, mm-hmm. Howl's Moving Castle, Turning Red, just like across the breadth of genres and i liked them all so much yeah i did notice as we were talking about this that the disney ones that we did all had very strong family themes yeah yeah totally yeah that's fascinating and then how's moving castle a found family film yeah. if you will so, so sweet 
Well, um, we are super excited to continue on next month. We're about to wrap up the season. Oh, so I can't Star it. Dazzle Awards are coming your way soon. Can you believe we've been doing this for three years? It feels like no time has passed, but also like we've been doing it for a decade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty wild. But Absolutely. Yeah, if you want a little more content from us, you can always subscribe to our Patreon to listen to our Titanic episode mm-hmm. for this month and then our upcoming hairspray episode. Oh, uh, we blast. have the link in the show notes in our bio on social media, so feel free to check it out. You can also follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. And you can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod. Or you can always send us a good old-fashioned email if you want to jot your thoughts down, have a little bit more of a space to get your feelings out. And with that being said, I'm Mariah. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.